Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is John Middlecoff. From 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your... Ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a world-renowned basketball skills specialist that works on the highest levels of the game he is a former player he's coached the game and he is regarded as just absolutely one of the finest trainers there is let's welcome in olin simplest to the show big olin what's up man what's going on man appreciate you having me man i appreciate i appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule bro i know this is we've been trying to get this done for over a year or about a year since i jumped into this man so finally finally i got the man the myth the legend on 
Right. No, I, no, I finally got the invite. Nah, man, don't, don't even try that. Don't even try that, bro. Don't even try that. But uh, hey, hey, whatever it is, bro, you here now, Olin. Not listen, for sure. Listen, man, it's a, it's a hot time of the year. NCAA March Madness, man. Uh, I just kind of wanted to jump into it, man. Jules Bernard over at UCLA is a player that you work with. He has been outstanding, outstanding right. during the tournament and sort sort of the last part. I just wanted you to talk about Jules's development, where where he, you know, when you first started working with him to where he is now. Um, I mean, Jules has always been a dynamic player, you know, but when you get to college, things change and sometimes you got to play a role, you know, because in high school he was do it all. And then after a couple of years, you now have to conform and try to be a star in your role. And basically I told him, man, you know, our goal honestly is to be the best player we can in the position he's at right now with UCLA, but also put him in the best position to win his opportunity come next level. Um, he can maximize it. So, you know, some guys, some guys get drafted to in that top 10 area to do everything. Some guys plug and play like right now, Jules, you can plug and play him anywhere. He can catch a shoot. He can run the point guard. If you need, he can guard multiple position. So basically we scale back, you know, when you get guys, guys in, in that arena where, you know, they were called upon to do a lot when they were younger, sometimes it's hard to have that conversation and like, look right now, Let's focus on your shooting. Let's focus on being the best perimeter shooter we can be. And then one to three dribbles, simplified, less is more. Then obviously be a terror on defense. Um, and then just evolve from there. So in the past couple of years, we just spent a lot of time refining his shot, you know, and, and shooting a lot of shots that he takes in the game, but then also the shots that he'll get eventually at the next level when his time comes. You know, a lot of corner threes, short drifts. And, you know, and just playing off, learning how to play off stars, you know, because Juzang is the guy and Haquez is the guy that, you know, the offense is pretty predicated for. Um, and just, you know, fit a role because that what he's doing translate next level. I personally feel. Um, and so that's all, man, simplifies game and less is more and, and be a star in that role. You know, a lot of guys getting paid um, to be stars, you know, in their role. Josh Hart types, Norman Powell types that can do a little bit better everything tough nosed defenders. And then as they get the opportunity, then you evolve your role. But that's who I envision him kind of being like, mm -hmm. um, is those type dudes. And then just evolve from there. Somebody else you, you, you work with on the NBA level, Spencer did did with, uh, mm -hmm. he's been playing well after the trade to Dallas, um, kind of found, I won't say a new life, but just another pep in his step. Talk a little bit about Spencer, man, and just his evolution. And why is he? How do you get so clutch? That that dude, he knocking down all that man. That that ain't nothing for him. Nah, man, it's it's something he's been doing his entire life, and I think a lot of it starts, you know, at an early age, putting guys in adverse situations. You know, when I got him at eleven, you know, as parents, we do our best to pull kids and and do our best for them and 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 give them everything they want. Spencer was a Ladera kid, you know, like yeah. nice Ladera, and very skilled. So I, I used to pluck them, pick them up, and take them to the neighborhood and play and get beat up on. So Because I think if you don't have grit and that type of confidence, it don't matter how skilled you are. So it started there. Then he was always doubted. Even at Taft, you know, he eventually cracked at Taft his junior year. But I remember his sophomore year, um, uh, Mark Jackson's son checked in. I, f I always forget this kid's name, another guard from Loyola. 
you know, there's recruiting over him, but he had a monster sophomore that his junior year you had to play him. Yeah. And he still wasn't highly recruited. I mean, he got recruited to a certain level. Um, let's let's go back a little bit. Then he was placed on the pump second team. Um, and he took that team, and that team ended up being the best team for the pumps. They won Super 64. So he's always been a winner, man, and, yeah. and he's always carried a certain chip on his shoulder. And even now, you know, it, it's there. But he that's just something that's that's happened from early you know yeah. that was that was instilled in him from early you know i yeah. remember when um, kevin o'neill first got the job at usc he invited a lot of guys it was in a basketball you know circle to his house you know had a cool spread we ate watched a usc football game then we start talking basketball and that was before social media was what it is now so guys knew i trained spencer they just didn't know to what extent because you didn't see it yeah to a man, man, and I'm not going to say coach's name because I have a respect for a lot of coaches, but let's just say all the top AU coaches and guys in the business, like, man, Tav has 100 Spencers walking on campus. When they were talking about players, I'm sitting there, and that's fueling me, fueling me, fueling me. But that was the type of stuff that he dealt with. I mean, he was – I think he was a fifth point guard in his class in California. I mean, you had Alexis Moore at Long Beach Poly. You had the kid that went to Campbell Hall, um, Austin McBroom, Caesar – uh, uh, Romero, you know, the kid. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the one that's uh, had yeah. a very good following ball his life, yeah, and yeah. I forget there was one more guard. All them guys got recruited over him, and you know, so it was kind of came down to Colorado and Harvard. Man, we went, we went to Colorado. Rest is history, you yeah, know. Man. So, um, but he's always been doubted. He's always been knocked, and that chip has always been there. Even, even this year, you know, he went to Washington. Um. You know, got a good contract, and I don't know what happened internally, but people forget when they started the season, Washington was one of the top teams in the East. And I was early, like the first 12 games or so, mm-hmm. and he was doing exceptional. And, you know, just some internal stuff. I, I can't speak on it. He, ha- you know, he really doesn't, you know, let me in. But he doesn't – one thing he doesn't do, well, he doesn't perform well in those types of environments. He he He's a structured type dude. He can, he can freelance and rock. But – you know, I mean, things happen, and it, I think it took some of his zeal away, you know, from playing. So, like, you know, he got a fresh start now, but people think that he was struggling to watch. I don't think he was struggling. There were some games where he just wasn't happy and didn't play to his level. But when Bradley Bill wasn't there, I think he averaged 22 and 8 for like 13 games. And mm-hmm. even some games when Bradley was there, he had, he had some game winners as well. But, you know, just always being doubted, man. And he just carries that chip, and he's, he's one of the ultimate confident guys you know, that you'll meet as well. So, you know, carrying a chip and confident, yeah. you know, shit. And, and you had, you know, one thing I say about you, it's funny, you know, you, you always had that chip as a player, uh, yeah. even, even as, yeah. a, as a, as a, as a, as a trainer, man, what, yeah. when did you get started as far as working with players or when did you decide you wanted to be a, a, a skills guy? Man, when I was 16 years old, oh man, I wouldn't say skills guy. I want to be a coach, a mentor. Okay. Okay. I was 16, bro, and and me and my high school coach got into a situation my senior year, and I walked off the bench, sat in the stands. And needless to say, you know, everybody that was recruiting me turned their back. It's not like now where you have an opportunity to redeem yourself because social media, like, you know, they, they come out to the West Coast. You know, we used to always say, you know, there's an East Coast bias. The scouts and stuff don't come out here as often. So, you know, guys come out here, and I happen to walk off the bench in a big game. and Everyone was pretty much there. And that was it. I just said, man, I want to do something. When my time is done, I didn't know it would be cut so short. 
um, to take the young Olin under his wing and, and teach him, you know, single mother, teach him, you know, the do's and don'ts and how to deal with certain things. Cause I, man, no one can tell me anything when I was younger. I was a hothead. Um, but a lot of that stemmed from everything I got, I earned, you know, I didn't do AAU. I didn't know what AAU was. You know, I'm a kid from Belize and my mother, you know, moved, we moved from different parts of the cities as her job got better. And I was just a park kid. I just happened to play in some of the most competitive parks and, yeah. you know, some of my men, like basketball guys I played against league yeah. dudes, you know, Sean Higgins, Chris Mills, dudes like that. Um, you know, and then we, the park I grew at the year that I finally played high school, my junior year, like of the 15 all city guys, 12 of them was from the park that I was at. So I what just park? grew up in a what park? park. What park was it? Robertson Park. Oh, okay. Shout out. Park, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tina Thompson's a Robertson Park. Nick Young's from Robertson Park. Kevin Ollie, that played at Crenshaw for years, Robertson Park. Burt Harris. I mean, you know, we, we, I mean, we, Marlon Garnett, we can go down, you know, like, yes, sir. like that park, small little, little park, man. And we just used to hoop, you know, but that's, that's where that, 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 that toughness and that shit come from. And then when we played, there was no, when I did play some club here and there with like some local teams, they, I don't remember 12 you, 13 you, 14 you. If you're in elementary and that starts, Second grade, you playing against sixth graders. When you were middle school, seventh, you playing it because went to ninth back then. Ninth, so mm-hmm. you know, shit. We played against men when we mm-hmm. were younger, and like I said, man, seeing you know not having a dad, I think subconsciously because you know I saw you at UCLA with your pops. Like a lot of people give ball a lot of love, which is great, but he wasn't the first dad to be involved with his kids. Now, like when I Charles Thanks. O'Bannon dad was around, Toby <laughs> Bailey dad was around, your dad was around. <laughs> You know, I didn't grow up with the holidays, but I'm seeing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm here. Got to do my own shit. Burt Harris' dad was around. So every dude that was killing when I played, dad was around. So, you know, may not have been as vocal and outspoken as the ball dad, but y'all dads was around. And sure. and that's huge, you know. So, and I carried that chip, man. I found out late. I, I didn't find out. I self-assessed. You know, because even well into my 30s, even after I was done playing, man, it's, I just had this, this this anger, bro. And I'm and not and I'm not knocking my mother. She did a great fucking job. She raised a kid that I had a son at 20. That's when I, that's why I really stopped playing. You know, I just went to school at that point to get a degree and I played. But I didn't work out in the summers because I had to work. You know, I'm a fucking college kid playing ball with a, with a son. Yeah. Um, but my mother did a great job. She got a, a, my, my younger brother, shit, Stanford graduate, doing well, you know, right, in the investment, right. investment arena. I, I, I'd call myself a success, you know. Am I making millions? No, but shit, I coach kids, mentor. I'm helping other motherfuckers make millions. Absolutely. Um, you know, so my mother did great. But I think yeah. it was just because I grew up in that basketball environment. And I just used to see, like, damn, I don't have an, I don't have that uncle. You know, I had eight aunts, so no uncles. You know, so the basketball actually was what taught me life, how to be on time, how to be a man, how to be accountable, how to work hard, how to. So basketball, that round ball was my dad. So I was real passionate about that motherfucker. And so anybody that tried to take it away from me or say something slick, you know, it, it, it got it got it got weird. So. Yeah. So I knew it, you know, back to your original question, man, I knew at 16, man, when that happened, fume. And then shit happened. I came back, finished my senior year, but it wasn't, you know, it, it is what it is. And uh, had my son after my freshman year at JUCO. And basketball at that point was a tool, but I'm I'm passionate about this shit, bro. Still, it, you know, passionate. No, no, no doubt, man. But was there somebody, oh, 
back then, like in your in your uh, old head or maybe somebody that you respected when you were 16, they kind of tried to talk sense into you and tried yeah. to be the voice of reason. And who was that? Who was that for this you? Guy, Je- Jeff Perry. Um, he ran this program called Westside Blazers. Uh-huh. Him, and Benny, him and Benny Davenport. That's when I started playing AU. That's how I got to Palisades because Jeff Perry and Coach Polino were high school teammates at Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So Jeff saw me at Robertson Park. He was like, man, can play with, you know, can play with my squad. I show up, man, it's me. This dude, Dayron, you know, big Dayron that went to Washington. Dayron Harris? Wait a minute. Hold on. Dayron Harris? Yeah. And then oh, another guard, man. man. And we was a small little AU team, man. Going through my going through cats, you know. So like I played AU for a little bit, but it wasn't a national. Let me tell you how ignorant I was. Where I got invited to ABCD camp, I didn't go. I was like, man, I want to work out. I'm gonna stay. Like I didn't know really wow. understood what that was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I went to Michigan's um Michigan invited me down to do their like elite camp. It was me, Charlie Miller, Tra- Trajan Langdon, yeah. um, a young Robert Trailer, and then yeah. they had this Juke All American. So we was at their camp. Mm-hmm. And then they would keep us us five to stay stay at night and play against C Web and them. Yeah. Um. But that was it. That was the only thing I actually did as far as camp. I did Superstar. I did. I did. Um. The one in Santa Barbara Superstar camp. I think it's Superstar. And it is. Tore that up. But yeah. the only thing I did was Michigan. You know, because I was a big like I, Sean Higgins was a neighborhood kid, so that's where I wanted to go, and that's where I said I was going. And you know, things happened, and it is what it is. So. Yeah, man. Nah, Jeff Perry, man. Jeff Perry was a good dude, but Jeff, you know, had his life. He, you know, um, shit, when I moved out the neighborhood, you know, I moved to the West Side. We wasn't as in touch, but he would come to games and stuff a little right. bit. But my eighth grade, ninth grade, because ninth grade was still middle school then for me, you know, he he was that guy. Yeah. He was that guy. And you went on and then you ended up playing for Jeff's uh, high school teammate, James Polino at Palisades. You were all city, right? Yep. All you city. all all city there. Then then, did you have scholarship offers coming out, or who was recruiting you, or how did that look? No man, I was now after my junior. So I only played a year and a half of high school ball. That's my right. Junior year, my junior year was my first year playing high school ball, and every time I stepped on the court, my first game was against the Morningside Five. You know, yeah. thirty plus. Then oh. I turn around. You know, I'm playing. Was Stace was Stace guarding you? Was Stace guarding you? Stace, Stace split my lip. I like the big <laughs> teeth went through my lip. But back then, we still played. Yeah, for you sure. know, like he, I didn't know who these dudes. I didn't know none of the names, bro. I didn't know none of these yeah, guys. I, I just time I stepped on the court. Coach said, "This is such and such." Played Charles O'Bannon multiple times. You know, in the city, uh, y'all always loaded three, four, five Division One guys. Even the low level city teams, not low level, but it was four A, three A back then. Sure. Hamilton had three, four. Three, four, Division One, University, three, four, Division One, Venice High, like Venice Thanks. High had the guy that played the wing that played football for you guys. Um, Larry McGowan, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm remembering some of these names, but yeah, Fairfax Westchester, Fairfax Westchester Manual was our league. Okay, you don't average 26, 12, and six, and no one's looking at you. So now I was getting, I was getting heavily recruited. You know, oh, I wasn't nice. a national name. I didn't have. And I think if I went to ABCD, it would have changed. The name yeah. would have became national. But I was an oh. under-the-radar recruit, getting recruited by a lot of guys. And that's what I'm saying. When I walked off the bench, it was it was putting the papers. Olin, like when I came back for that tournament, then I quit. And I came back like a month later when the league started. But Olin benched for yeah. disciplinary actions. Yeah. You know, ain't no one recruiting a 6'2 guard, man, that 
perceived to have a crazy attitude, you know. Yeah. And they don't get eyes on you as consistently as they do now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It is. It is. And, and life takes us, you know, so we got to take different paths. You know what I'm saying? Most, most and, so, and so after high school, you get to around 20 and you have Khalil. Right. Talk about just your thought process and, and just be, kind of growing up kind of fast. Being a man, I mean, I, I had a, a kid when I was, what, 21. So I, I get how that is. Well, you have this idea of how your life wants to, you want your life to play out. And then all of a sudden you have something to deal with. How did you rebound uh, or, or respond to that? Hey, man, look, you know, a lot of people have excuses, brother. You know, man, I didn't have a dad. So there's a lot of guys out there don't take care of their kids. I don't have this. Man, Khalil changed my life. You know, the, the moment. My lady at the time was pregnant. It was full speed ahead, you know, 360 instantly, you know, because I had I had a gap, a gap year, you know, where I didn't go to school because I was like off basketball. I wasn't running the streets, but I was kind of running the streets a little bit, you know, just doing stupid shit. You know, we yeah. do growing up. Um, man, Khalil saved my life, you know. Uh, so from day one, you know, shit, I got back in school part time. Um Raised him, was working a couple jobs. Yep. And when he got about one, two-ish, I'm trying to remember the time, you know, a good friend of mine, Will, who used to be the coach, the girls' coach at Dorsey for years, he went over to Trey Tech and was assistant. He said, man, come on, we got a spot for you. You know, they worked with me. I couldn't make every practices because I had a job. You know, I've gotten shape. It was All-State, JC, UC Riverside, and some other schools recruited me. Um, so I chose UC Riverside because I had an aunt to live in Mo Valley that could help me with my kid. So, you know, that was it. You know, I got back in school, man, just really to get a degree, you yeah. know, and and after that, I played for my national team. I did that a couple summers. Um, I got I got a South America deal out of that because we played in Venezuela. And, but then it was like, I don't want to be away from my son. So I stopped really hooping, man, like 23. It was like 23, 24. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, even two months was too long, two, three months short. If it was short stints and motherfuckers, it's, I didn't even play in the Drew League that much, man. I probably played 10 games. I'd make a C, but, you know, because on the weekends I, I started coaching. I was working, coaching, developed camps, clinics, and, you know, just the rest is history. My weekends was gone, and during the week I'm with my kid. So been a dad, 20, fully committed, and, you know, and, you know, obviously my mother helped me out and, and what have you, but, you know, she didn't bail me out. She helped me out. And yeah. I just, you know, it, it just rolled from there. And it's been the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, because ain't no telling. I think I'd be in a straitjacket somewhere as passionate as we are about who if I knew that my walking off the bench, you know. Would have affected your career. But yeah. the walking off the bench kept me in L.A keeping me in LA, I met Khalil's mom and I had Khalil. If that didn't happen, I'd be like, damn, what woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, that probably would have haunted me forever. Yeah. So I'd have went away to college, there is no Khalil. So, you know, things happen, bro. And I just been moving ever since, you know, and trying to be the best person I can be, stay true to who I am, stay true to the game and, and character, care and keep my character in check. You know, that's most important. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At what point during the, the coaching and, and mentoring of, of the youngster journey did you start to train like pros and did you start flipping to NBA and college? Because 
or, or did you come into the game doing that? No, man, I came into the game to make a difference. You know, like I have more joy coaching kids and I do like a lot of people got this twisted, you know, and I've, and I know in LA there's a lot of backbiting and it's competitive. And so things are stated and said, I have more joy coaching the little kids. And I do pro guys, you know, yeah, I make more money coaching the pro guys, but I didn't get into this game to be a millionaire. Like now at 46, like, yeah, let me be more business savvy. And that's what, you know, I'm working on. But up until now it's let me make an impact. So back to, back to what you stated man so I was 21 and this is how it all started like how it full this true story bro and you would know these names just crazy at 21 is when I got invited to play for Belize national team so I was getting ready to go there for the summer so I'm working out at this park Westwood Westwood Park yeah and UCLA working out I get kicked off the court by this little short white guy and he's like man we got the court I'm heated, you know, I'm in the middle of a workout, you know, I'm sorry. So I start stretching. I see this little old team walking in, and this one AU really got introduced to me. I saw this little old team walking in, and then they started warming up. Then I saw, like, a high school group walk in, like high school-level-looking guys, and they warming up on the other side. I'm like, I know this ain't the same age, not even close. So I watched the first half. Man, that little peanut head kid killing the high school dude. <laughs> like, busting they ass beginning i saw some stay beginning second half when the motor kids hit him in his mouth with elbow he lost his cool was done for the game so i was i was sitting around because it brought it brought me back you know what i mean walking off the bench giving somebody power over my mind and making that error right so i caught him in the water i said man don't ever let nobody take this away bro once this is gone it's a wrap here I am at 21 years old telling this kid. So the little white coach said, hey, man, you know, what did you say to him? I said, I basically told him, you know, I gave him a quick, my story real quick. And then don't ever let no one take this away because, you know, once you lose this, it's over. So it happened to be John Fisher who runs um, Hoop Masters. And the little kid was Gabe Pruitt. Okay. On, his team, on his team was Trevor Ariza. Trevor wasn't as nice as Gabe at the time. Right. So. John asked me, man, like, yo, I know your story, man. You'd be great. Like, man, your game was really good. If you ever have any time, man, I'd love for you to come down to the gym, talk to these kids, or even, you know, do something. I said, nah, for sure. Anytime, I'd love to. That was the start, because that's something I wanted to do. He said, what you doing tonight? I said, uh, I'm pretty much done for the day, man. You know, I got a kid. I'm going to go home and spend some time with my son. He was like, man, if you got time, man, I got this workout at uni high school. I said, bro, I stay right down the street. I'm there. What time? So that turned into something I did in the summer for a couple of years when I came home from college. And when I came home from college, he basically gave me that team. You know, that summer he gave me that team. So I had Trevor, Gabe, a couple other kids, man. And I was coaching this little hoop master team, kicking people butt. So that was the introduction to AAU and training. So then when I was done with college, I came back, worked for John a little bit. Yeah. But I was still training Trevor and Gabe through high school and when they got to college. Yeah. And so – those were my first two pros, but I started with them at what they were like fifth, sixth grade. Um, yeah, and you know, then I finished up, finished up school and came back home. And you know, I, I you know, I, I was still around, but you know, once guys go to college back then, and Gabe got Boston, uh, Trev was New York, got drafted by New York. You lose contact, and you know, I was young and I couldn't really move anyway. So it, my goal was never training pros because I. I wasn't available to be there like how I am now. 
So I just developed guys, man. And I started a clinic at Pally. It's funny. Coach Polino reached out to me and said, man, I see your training. Man, I could give you gym time on the weekends. In return, would you help me with my program? So I started coaching at Pally, you know, and built this clinic in Palisades. And, man, I had everybody driving up that PCA to come get it, you know. And then as AU evolved and evolved even more and more, people started being possessive. So at one point, man, I had all the kids, Compton Magic, Cal Supreme, Pumps, this, that. Then I started a little team, BFT, and we were doing well. And we out there beating some of these teams. These kids no longer came because, you know, the guys are worried that I may recruit their players or what have you. But now, nah, man, it started with Hoopmasters, and I started doing clinics in Palisades. And, I, man, we, man, I, I have – it's funny. I was on YouTube the other day, and, man, I had that gym 70, 80 kids every weekend, you know, yeah. and it was – yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, it was a great and, clinic. It was a great clinic. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You have an obvious passion for coaching. How – why didn't the the, the journey – take you down the coaching tree you know the coaching path you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, it it, uh it's something that i still ponder till this day you know it's like i look back on i think the one mistake i made no one's gonna love our kids like we do and when my son got to high school i said i was done i want to be a dad man i want to sit on the sideline he had a good high school career you know some injuries but he had some moments where he was getting highly recruited and you know frank and joel and them dubbed him as one of the top guards in his class but he had injuries so it was working but some of these injuries he got probably wouldn't have happened because there's no way to have my son guarding six ten guys and six nine guys and his junior year he was stuck guarding a lot of bigs and that's when he had the shoulder stuff but back to the coaching it's like man i was nervous i wanted to be a dad when i look back on it man all them kids i was training and when I was coaching my my situation, my BFT teams, man, I was smashing guys, you know, because we preach accountability. You, ain't, I don't care who you are, man. We defending baseline to baseline. I got a video on on uh, YouTube that uh, Marty Wilson uploaded. I totally forgot about, man. I had this little old team with my son and a couple young guys. And he took one of my bigs from me, Ryan Silver at the time, took this kid named Chauncey Hill that I, I evolved. And by the time he was in ninth grade, he was a top 20 kid in the country. Then he digressed. But we smacked pumps by 30 with some no-name kids because they're like, yo, but the kids all got named after because I didn't have kids do all these camps in middle school, so nobody really knew of them. But when they got to high school, they all, wherever they went, they cooked and then they got their stuff. But Nah, man, till this day, I'm still thinking about it. It's something I want to do. I was telling my wife, like, I really want to coach one day. So I'm back helping Steve Smith at Oakwood. I'm his assistant. Um, But to, to, like, fully answer the question, I didn't have time to be a full-time head coach either. You know, I was a full-time dad. So I built my business where I really didn't work that much Monday through Friday. We had a clinic on Saturday, Sundays, and Monday night. So I worked six to eight hours a week made a living and obviously yeah. you know emails and stuff like that but and then i was polino's assistant but if i didn't show up i, I didn't show up you know if, I, if you're the head coach you don't show up like you know it, it don't work yeah. so you know khalil was khalil was the main reason but i still kind of want to jump in it man it's it's, it's something that's fine i told my wife it's it's itching like you know i helped i helped out oakwood this year and steve smith does a great job and you know i um I'm now I'm back in the game because my stepson is starting to like basketball. So I'm going to sit around while these little eight year old yeah. kids play. It's like, you know, it may be my retirement plan, you know, where I'm 
just training in the summers, not doing it and just coaching. Um, yeah. But it's something I definitely want to do because I think I'm a better coach than I am a trainer. Yeah. Now, coaching on the girls' side or the boys' side, I know you're very passionate about mm-hmm. the girls' game. You recently yeah. called the open. You called the yeah. open division uh, championship. You work obviously with a lot of WNBA players, and you have right. you have a girls' a women's basketball wing to the Olin simplest you know vehicle right. uh, called right. Girls Rock. Just just talk right. about that your your passion for women's basketball. Man, look here, man. I I I actually have more joy training women than I do men, bro. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with our kids are being told how great they are, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, with the old Twitter universe, these EBC camps. And so when you, you they can be big, athletic, all the above, but they're still 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 in the mind. Man, when they turn 15, 16, you can't tell these kids shit. <laughs> and so I don't deal with it. I don't need high school superstars. So in LA, I don't get a lot of top kids anymore because I don't need it. I mean, I don't need you for a resume builder, you know, not to sound arrogant, but I want the kid that's going to work hard and respect, you know, the value that I bring, you know what I'm So give me the kid that's terrible, but it's going to respect my time and I ain't got to deal with it. Women don't have that. So they're hungry, even at the WNBA level. Man, I had Sue Bird, Dinah Tarasi, Skylar Diggins, and Necker for a little mini camp last summer. Bro, I put them on the bands. I can't put my NBA, on, NBA guys on the band. I'm like, oh, that, that's just doing my – that's just for a pre-draft. Now, I when you say the band, now when you say the bands, describe what you mean by to put them on the bands. You mean, oh man, I, you know, I got this thing I've been doing for years, man, where I strap a band around one person and then around the other player, and they speed dribbling and doing different stuff. Resistance, right? Resistance, that type, that type of resistance, and you know, cardio a one, power a one, playing through contact a one. You go up and down six to eight times, felt like you did ten seventeen. So. I'm not a big 17 guy. I'm not a big line drill guy if we do the bands because basketball is high impact enough. You can get your conditioning other ways with less work, you know, what less wear and tear. So the bands is something I've been doing for years. I mean, if you go up and down the court, we do a set of a set is two up and back full. We do three to four sets. You did six to eight full court. We don't need to do no more, but it's killer. Like People hate it. You know, it's it's the thing that send guys to the bucket, you know, curl up around the toilet in the bathroom, letting go. Sue Bird, <laughs> full throttle, bro. She's year 19, 18, first ballot Hall of Famer. Jeez. Like, no complaints. So, you know, so bring it back to college, high school. These girls aren't being told at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, because they don't have that. They don't have these exposure camps. So they're still level-headed. You know, they're still – Hunger, there's still passion. Don't get me wrong. We still get some guys in the in the basketball universe it's like that. But, you know, telling these kids how great they are early does more harm than good to me. So the women don't have that. So, like, women, man, I don't care. I, I've never had an issue with a girl in a workout. I'm constantly having to talk to guys. I'm you, You're more of a psychologist than you are a trainer at this point. Don't get me wrong. I got into that. Part of the reason I got into it because I needed one. But damn, I shouldn't be motivating you 80% of the times. This should be the other way, 80-20. Like, 80% of the times you locked in, and I'm sure you have a couple bad days here and there, and I got to push you. Let's get to the work. But the women, bro, they run through a wall, like, no questions asked, you know? So, and then, you know, they don't get the, they don't get the, 
the same visibility. They're starting right. to, right? They don't get the right. same resources. They don't get the same pay. They don't. And WNBA, to me, is the most elite league in the world. There's only 12 teams. You know, there's not a lot of spaces. Like, it's the elite of the elite. You know, you'll have, I was telling this to, I did a girls camp not too long ago, and I was trying to tell these young ladies what they're up against. Not saying it can't be done, but understand, your sport is the most elite. You have first-round pick that don't even make it through training camp because there's just no spot. They're drafting lottery picks just to do camp. And then they get released. Wow. That don't happen in NBA. They, you know, NBA, you first round pick lottery, you got a Guaranteed. contract. Guaranteed. Yeah. You have first round picks, not make it through training camp. It's there's no space. You know, it's 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 the top of the top of the top. You know, so yeah, man. It's I, you know, and I'm glad they're starting to get their love. And that's why I started Girls Rock, bro. It wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't train girls before, but. I didn't want girls to feel like I got to go do a guy thing to work out with Olin. Cause I don't look at girls as girls. I look at them as basketball players. So come work out with my dude, like come work out. I'm putting me with the guys. That's how me and Tina grew up. Tina's a childhood friend, work out with guys. So I say, you know, let me start a girls rock, just an all girls thing. So they don't, you know, just so in order to get to Olin, you don't feel you have to go work out with guys. Like, he actually has a girls thing. And so they come. It's one day a week I do this, but then they still do my workout during the week with my yeah. guys. Cause I want, you know, you know, I want, you know, I want to make these girls feel special and, and, and it's starting to get that way, but there's still a lot of work to do, bro. There's Absolutely. a lot of work to do. Nah, so man. quick, story, quick story. And I mean, Talk I got a lot of stories, bro. You know, when Kobe plane went down, helicopter went down, you know, I'm a Kobe guy. Like we have these Kobe, they, I'm a, I've never met Kobe in my 20 years doing this uh, 25. Never met him. Cause you know, we in LA, I meet him one day. I meet him one day. Yeah. So Estevan Johnson, my barber, Kobe's mm -hmm. barber for 16 years. Mm -hmm. Kobe liked my basketball product, the D slide, but not just that. Estevan told him, man, this dude's heavy in girls game. He set up a meeting. So I was finally going to meet him, bro. I'm on my way to meet him at the tournament. And I was going to get down and you know, shit, he's making a push on the girl side. I'm like, Yo, this excites me. And obviously a part of it too, he, you know, he wanted to, he already had two of my D slides from Esteban, but it ain't, it, was, it wasn't even my product that I was excited about. Cause I know Cole put a stamp on it. You know, you talking to a different Olin right now with different zeros behind his name. It was getting involved more on a higher scale with him with the girls game. And I got a phone call that that helicopter came down. Obviously Cole going was Killed me and my family. Like my, my my newborn is named after him, Kingston Kobe. But man, just trying to get involved in that girls' game with him because I know him putting that stamp on it and get behind it was gonna help it. So yeah, man, that's a quick little my little quick Kobe story in the girls' game. Like I was about to join join up with him and you know get down on that girls thing and yeah, man. But and that's one of the know. things. But that's one of the things, man. Is is so beautiful to see on the on the on the guy on the quote unquote boy side is guys like right. Kobe, guys like yourself, all these girl dads that have really take well Kobe was taking it upon himself to really elevate the platform of women's right. basketball, being kind of that guy that's out there. You're taking it upon yourself to elevate the game, mentoring, working, being accessible. I love when you said that 
that, you know, you wanted to make young women feel like that, that Olin is accessible too. like, you don't have to do that thing. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
let me ask you this thing on the the lines of talking about Kobe. Um, just as far as his standing in, in basketball history, you know, you hear a lot of people say they're goats, whether it be Mike or whoever, or Bill Russell or LeBron or whoever else it is. I just wanted to get, you know, from a, a Kobe guy, I want I wanted to have this conversation. Where do you think he stands all time as far as the greatest to ever play the game? 1A, 1B. Who's 1A and who's 1B? I, I mean, you can flip him and Mike. Him and what? Mike are, are are the standards to me. And now they, why? Now why? Now why, Kobe? Why Kobe is standard? You know, I mean, the, 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 the thing that he did, when you look back on, on how strong the West was, Mm. And obviously, you know, he had Shaq for some years and Shaq was as phenomenal as he was. Um, but Kobe would push through the West. And then when we got to the East, it wasn't as strong. Let's get Shaq and really feature Shaq and Shaq dominated Rick Smith, the Kembe Mutombo, um, guys like that and got the MVP. But his his level of dedication, his commitment, his work ethic, his skill set is by far one of the best, like, I don't think people really appreciate, you know, his skill set. I like his leadership. I'm a Kobe Mike type of leadership guys, you know, where they hold you accountable, they bite your head off, but they also uplift you. Um, if you look at that, not let's, let's get past the Shaq team. If you look at that team with Pau Gasol, he was only a one-time All-Star before he got to L.A. He was a good player, but he wasn't the Pau Gasol that we know now. Everyone know Kobe was hard on him. He, when they lost to Boston, he challenged him. Powell came back the next year and was physically stronger, more confident. Lamar resurrected under Kobe. Um, you have guys like Sasha Vujicic um, that he played with. So people discredit his leadership. But when I look back at it, everyone that played next to him got better. He may not have averaged eight, nine, ten assists, but there's other ways to get you better. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, we can talk about Kobe, but I think his skill set. Chris Mem didn't get better, dog. Well, Chris Mim was never really good. Uh, 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 Smush didn't get better, dog. Smush? What do you mean? Smush got better. Smush, who was Smush before he got to Lakers? Nice. Smush is a on, nice. Bro. It was a decent NBA basketball player, bro. I don't know why everybody acts like Smush Parker was just some trash. Like no, I hate when people do that. Trash. He wasn't trash. But after he left LA and before LA, what was he? He had a good run in LA. His best, run was in, his best run was in L.A., so how he didn't get better? Look, his best basketball was in L.A. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So one, then, of, one of Kobe's most, like, underrated skill sets was his leadership. It was – he led with, like, you know, an iron fist, kind of like Mike. He'd get on you. Like, yeah. But that's how we grew up. You yeah, know what I mean? Today's kids, today's kids, bro, here's the crazy part. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is raising kids, too. You want me to pat you on the butt because you got all A's? You're supposed to try to get all A's. You want me to pat you on your butt because you did your chores? You're supposed to. Do the extra. Do, you know, like kids won't pat on the butt for stuff they're supposed to do. Man, I played hard. You're supposed to. You know, give me the unrequired work. Give me the unrequired. Then I'm going to pat you on your ass. Then I'm going to, you know, you're going to get your allowance will bump up or you'll get that. Like today's kiss. So it's like. That's today's generation, man. Like you, you, you hold a kid accountable, man. The transfer portal is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying. So how do you co- how saying, do you co- how do you coach a kid? How do you coach a kid today? How what's a what's a, uh, a a strategy to effectively communicate and get through to a kid in from this generation? 
You got to be online. You got to be all in your group chat with him all the time, sending him memes. No, bro. No, bro. No, bro. I honestly think it starts with respect. It's, it's, we all, human nature, we gravitate towards love. I don't care what no one say. And when someone knows there's a genuine love there, you can, you know what I'm saying? You can really coach them hard. Like, for example, let's use the stepfather syndrome. Like I'm my son's, like, like, like my, my, my wife, kid's stepdad. When he first came into my life, man, I wasn't just stopping on his neck, this and that. Not that I do that now. I had to show him I cared for him. So now when I say, yo, don't talk to your mom like that. Don't like, and I, and I hold certain boundaries and certain, it, they listen, man, well, I'm coaching them and, and they're not, performing and i'm not talking about execution i like it's not about execution it's not about made shots it's not about assists to me it's about effort are you giving maximum effort in everything you do you know i fell in love back to kobe i fell in love with kobe when he went 0 for 3 like here's a 17 year old kid in the biggest game missed once missed twice still confident enough to take it and then got in the gym on something you know like are you going to give maximum effort all the time and I hold you accountable and not let them know man this ain't for me whether you show up to my gym or not I go home to my wife and kids every night whether you score 30 or not I go up to my wife and kids every night whether you pay for my training there's another one coming through the door man I'm on you and I'm 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 holding you accountable because I want what's best for you you know what I mean like if your high school team win, I don't get a ring. I'm not the high school coach. If your AAU team win, I don't get a new shoe deal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I, I constantly say that to them. Like, bro, I'm in your circle not to be your friend. I'm in your circle so you can get that scholarship. They're my pro dudes. To get to the second and third contract. Like, you okay with the rookie contract? So I'm in a quiet taste. Don't get me wrong in today's generation. But that's why most of my guys turn into family. Because you look at two of my players and even, you know, one of the agents I trained with, they were in my wedding. Like, they were my, like, this turns into a family ship. I don't start this to be anyone's friend, though. And then once they get that, and I'm not trying to be in your circle, you know, like, it started young, bro. Like, and I don't, I don't know if Trevor will remember this. Um, when Trevor got drafted by New York, he asked me to come out there. I told him, nah, bro, I'm not going to live off you, bro. When you're in L.A., let's get it. You know what I mean? I remember, I'm paraphrasing. And then like two years later, I see Lolita at the mall. She got in my ass. You left my son hanging. I said, huh, what? Are you, you know, and then we've mended it since, but there was a gap we didn't talk. I think they took that like I didn't want to rock with them. I was like, and I was young, you know, so I could have probably said it maybe with different energy because I was fucking 26-ish. I don't remember how much older I am than Trevor, but I was a young dude raising young dudes. Um, so I told him, nah, but I didn't want to be in his, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a hang on. I want to earn my strike. So when you're in LA, but at the same time, I couldn't leave either because I had a kid, but that wasn't the energy, bro. I'm not here to live off you. And I'm not, I'm not here to be in your circle. I'm here to make sure you fucking change the zeros behind your name and your family. So I think they get that. And so I can coach a certain way. I can right. talk a certain way. You yeah. know, a lot of dudes today is Brody, Brody, Brody. Yo, what's up, Brody and bro. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to call a, a dude Brody 20 times in a conversation, you know? So, <laughs> well, I, I think hard, man. I train hard. I'm not the same as I used to be, 
you know, because I understand I just can't iron fist all the time. I compliment a little bit more than I did when I was young. But even Spencer, he'll come to my workouts, you know, because I work him out and, you know, we have our sessions. So if he comes early, it's like, damn, you ain't the same when I was a kid, you know, like. And you're I'm not, evolving. You know, well, you're we got to change a little bit. Well, the society's changed. The society's tolerance has changed for certain types of coaching, right? Because we see so many episodes of what, what can be deemed what can be deemed as you know abusive coaching, and now you know nowadays you get in trouble for the slightest thing. Here's my thing. Here's my observation. I think that you still resonate with this generation because you've built up a considerable amount of trust that. Anybody that works with you, anybody that steps foot in your gym, steps foot uh, at an Olin Simples clinic, camp situation, understands that they're there to get better. And that's all that you care about. And so you just you literally you get so deep into the weeds of, of, of getting better that, you you know, you have you pay attention to so many details. I've, I've observed you. And, and as, a, as somebody that, you know, my son was working with you and as a parent that's watching this, you just feel good about, you know, spending your money with a guy like you or just, you know, getting that stamp of approval by by Olin. Nah, man, I, I, I mean, you, you hit it on the nose, man. I, I think I, I still resonate with the young guys. And you said you, you started to say something. I wanted to interject, but I want you to finish your thought. I never coached where I'm going to get in trouble even today. You know, like Bill Knight can't coach today. I can coach in today's generation. I'm in a private school. I hold these kids accountable. And private schools is the first one to let you go. There's ways to verbalize and be firm without being derogatory. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a couple coaches doing well now in the NCAA that I don't really rock with because of how they talk to these players. Um, I don't want to say names because, you know, I got relationships that need to stay intact, you know, for – you know, people that I'm tied to, but bro, like, I'm never going to call a kid out his name. Never going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know, I can coach today. I'm just not going to let you accept mediocrity. And people are okay with mediocrity. Like, no, no, mediocrity don't get, don't pay the bills. You know, like, the world is highly competitive. And basketball, like I said, was my father. Not for basketball, for life. You know, like, bro, like, if I lose a job, job ain't going to come knock on my door. I got to go get it. So if I if, if I lose a game, I can't, okay. No, I got to knuckle up, buckle up, and work harder next time. If I fail, you know what I'm saying? It's teaching life lessons, bro. And I'm doing you a disservice if I, if, if I don't do it. And if I lose money because... Like, that's funny. Gabe stopped working with me, and he may not say this, but <laughs> I know he told me, you too hard. Okay? You know, I'm, look, man, Gabe was one of the most talented guards I've ever had. You know, highly skilled, you know. Um, but I probably lost him because, you know, that's too hard. Because you got to remember, bro, you was a high level. You UCLA. I'm sure 95 of your relation percent of your relationships weren't authentic you probably got maybe even higher than that three to four percent of the dudes you really been with you still with like everybody won't be in your circle bro like you ucla you chris johnson bro you national champs you know let me and not gonna tell you you know when you fuck up or man that wasn't cool or that 
we want yes men in our circle, bro. I don't want a yes man. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I want motherfuckers to go challenge me and be a better person. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this is all about. You know, this is all about, brother. And and even to this day, like, you know, the agency that I that I train with, how I got into that, five years ago, I took a dude from Alabama, man. Like, it wasn't no dude from Cali said, oh, man, I love your work, man. Come, you know, yo, come work this Nike team out. Or come work this Adidas team. Get on our brother. Took a dude from Alabama say, yo, man, I'm about to become an agent. I want you to train my players. We have someone in that position for the entire organization. When I get mine, you're going to go, well, the year after his first year, that position became available. I interviewed. They hired me as an independent contractor. I mean, I had to interview and do work, but they also knew my work because that same year he came on, they used St. Monica's 9 to whatever. And I was there with Spencer 7 a.m. to 9 because Miguel Villegas was there. He Mm -hmm. coached. Spencer was at Winward in middle school, so he allows you to use the gym. So they saw my work, and that same summer, Spencer wasn't in the league. He was fighting to even make the roster Brooklyn. Yeah. That summer we worked, went into that season, run up for most improved player. So that following year, man, the position became available. It took a dude like, yo, man, I trust you. Because he sent his brother. That's how relationships work. He sent this brother out here when his brother's getting ready to play pro his rookie year. Asked me how much it was. I said, man, don't even stress. I know it's his first year. I'm just throwing him in with my guys. Funny thing is the guys I threw him in with Spencer when he was in Colorado, uh, one of my kids at Cal, Imani, my girl Imani, Stafford McGee that was in Texas. I threw him in that group. You family, bro. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, he get a job. He look out. And obviously, you know, but I bring that up to say me and him, man, every week we at each other's throats in a good way. You know, mm-hmm. we still hold each other accountable, like what we can do better, what we can, what, you know, we at it. I want dudes like that in my, even at 46 and 40, man, like, I'm still trying to get better. I'm still trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to be a better father, man. I'm just trying to be a better coach. I'm trying to be a better. I'm not stuck on, man, I had three of the top successful draft class in the last three years. If not the best. I have 20, 30 NBA guys right now. Like, no, like, how can we get better? Like, you know, and, but like I said, it, 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 it rubs dudes the wrong way. I know it do. I lose clients because of it, but I go to bed at night. I wouldn't oh, trip. I, 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 wouldn't trip. I wouldn't trip, bro, because like you said, I mean, it's very important to have truth tellers, people that are not yes men in your circle. That voice of reason, that voice that's gonna call a spade a spade. Right. Um, when you don't have that man, you walk around delusional thinking you're a lot better than you are, man, and then ultimately you don't work as hard and you just get gas. But flipping to a topic that I really always wanted to kind of just just unhash, just hash out with you. LeBron James, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that LeBron James receives so much heat? For instance, he's out here in L.A. He's having one of the best seasons, his best seasons of his career. He's average. He's probably going to lead the league in scoring. He's doing all these, these things. The Lakers have had a down season. Why do you think he has to shoulder all the blame, specifically from, like, L.A.? Fans, Laker fans around the city. Let me start my son. Play basketball. People think this big LeBron. No, it goes back to holding people accountable. Yeah, you're averaging thirty this year. I can turn film on where you're not giving full effort defensively. I believe in building a culture, right? Like 
with this LA team, you have three top 75 players, really should have four. You should have four. And there's games where I wish he would have an iron fist because it's not about scoring 30. It's not about executing. It's not about – it's the knock on this Laker team this year, a lot of times they don't play hard. Well, it starts with the leader. You will never say a Michael Jordan team didn't play hard. You will never say – even Magic Johnson, when he smiled, you know that. You used to play with UCLA. That Magic was mean as fuck. You don't make a shot. You ain't getting the ball the rest of the game. Or you may not play – like, now, get him off the court. Like, he smiled. Magic was an asshole. But led with iron fist. LeBron, like Bird said, you want to have fun, play with him. Like, LeBron is so fucking great that I think he can be the greatest athlete player of any sport, period. And it's just this one little thing for me. And I'm never going to change who I am. And they were like, when Kobe, when Kobe was Bush and he got my wrath, like, you know, like, you're going to be, and you're in L.A., you're going to get held accountable in L.A. You know what I mean? Dwight Howard came here after great years in Orlando. They fucking murdered him. You know, you don't bring it every night. It ain't just about scoring, man. I think it's like what, people get What is caught. it about? What is it about? So his rebounds, his assists, what is it about? What is this it's, about? It's maximum effort, bro. It's maximum effort. You have, not him, today's NBA, you got the best shoes, you got the best uh, you got the best training, recovery stuff. You don't fly. You don't fly commercial. Like, you know, and then when guys not playing hard and, man, we taking games off, bro, your dad played in Chucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, he flew commercial. Like, like the game isn't as physical. Like, the recovery is easier. There's so much stuff today that the expectation isn't really overboard. Like, Kobe played with a finger that needed surgery the whole season. He shot his free throws on an Achilles. Like, this is what L.A.'s used to. It ain't just him. I brought up Dwight Howard. Steve Nash got, you know what I'm saying? Steve Nash, Golden Boy, when he was here, he got a little something, too. L.A.'s used to winning, man. Ain't no excuses. Fucking Ben Howland, four times Final Four. I See ya. I, I just don't you think know? I think I hear you, Olin, but I just don't think that this I mean, is really from a place of objective. Okay, LeBron's not hustling. I think this comes from a, a deep-seated hate of LeBron James from Los Angeles Laker fans from the years that there was this perceived thing that it was a battle between him and Kobe. I still think the way people the Laker fans talk about the guy, it's with a it's with like spite and it's with like venom. It's not like you treat him like, you know, he's actually the captain of your of your hometown team. You're just treating him like he's just some guy that has done a lot, you know, on a lot on a high level, but isn't doing what you need, what you guys want this year. So screw him. Like, that's what I get. It's, and it's whack. You got it. You can't blame LeBron, man. What I mean, you, you can't blame LeBron for everything. I blame. Ask the question. I gave you my answer. And I know this right here is a podcast within it, when it within itself. I brought a <laughs> You didn't hear that. I brought. I heard that. Ass. I heard that. I heard that. I heard it all. Howard, Shaq it's got. It's different. It's different. Man, Shaq got destroyed in L.A. No, Westbrook averaging nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, he's not shoot well. He's not doing this. He's not a homegrown L.A. dude. Can't bring his family to the game. So you're <laughs> saying it's a deep-seated heat for LeBron? No, I'm giving you a whole bunch of different situations to show. I L.A. is about winning. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have an issue 
if LeBron wins, he win. Like, win the championship, bro. I'm a basketball guy. I'm not a team guy. I'm a, I'm a bat. Like, I watch Batman. Like, I want to say, dog, and I'm telling you this because you know people think it's hey, I want to say, dude, that's the best play I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, like with Shaq. Man, I wanted to say that's the best play I've ever seen in my entire life. He would come to camp out of shape. Like, he wouldn't give it all the time. Like, you could have been the best player. And I think it comes from my personal background. Like, I didn't have the opportunity to keep going. You know, I had a kid early. I did some dumb things. Basketball was so much embedded in me that, like, I'm fucking uh, passionate. I'm obsessive. Like, when I see certain things, it's like, yeah, man, like, come on. You I know what I'm saying? And, and then people think it's hate because you have a, a criticism or a comment. It's not hate, bro. We didn't grow up saying it was hate, man. If if, if one of your dudes was bullshitting at Crenshaw, Chris, come on, man. I know young Chris, bro. Like, I know young Chris. You probably <laughs> know young yeah, you probably you get like <laughs> so. Why is it that the same guys don't have the same? Like, come on, Brian, you should have come on, man. Like, you under the rim, you know, like reverse that shit, finish game, let's get this dub. He you made know, the right the, play. He made the right play. See, this is I, and you know what? I call LeBron guys. You know, guys that are totally LeBron. You guys are Trump supporters because <laughs> Trump. Can do no wrong. People say he made the right play and Carmelo was open. Dog, if a dude has to pump fake, take a dribble and sidestep, how is that open? When you're 6'9", 280 at the rim, under the basket, easy reverse. That's an easier shot. People say, man, he made the right play. He was open. If a dude has to pump fake, sidestep, how is he open? That's my But you gotta you gotta blame style of play too and emphasis is like everybody's trying to get a three. All you needed was a two to win. Still doesn't matter. You're still trying to get a three. You see what I'm saying? This is the thing. So when I go against it, I'm not going against LeBron. Rod Strickland gonna... said that. I didn't say it. Rod Strickland said it. Yeah, Rod even said he should have shot that damn ball. <laughs> but is Rod hating? No, people say it's hating when someone has a comment, a real I comment. I know. A person, Chris Johnson, is going to say, man, he made the right play. No, this dude wasn't open. Like, people say he made it to the open guy. I'm speaking to people that play basketball. If a guy <laughs> has to fake and take a sidestep, how the fuck is he open? That's why I say LeBron guys are like Trump guys. Trump is grabbing women, private parts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, hold on. He's trying to go to wall to Mexico, and then people still vote for him, and they still support him. Bro, he's trying to keep you out. And you still, <laughs> women still vote for him, yet he's, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's on camera. Uh, it's, you know, that's all, Let me man, ask you this. Let me ask you this. One of the greatest players ever play, and you never say I say it, one of the greatest players to ever play, Arguably, one of the most like his off court like stuff, you know, taking care of his body and all that is unprecedented. Like respect all that about him. I I just be wanting to say, man, this dude is the best player to ever play. Like I want to say it. I want and certain things when he get in, he's under the basket. Like still year nineteen, that's what we doing. Man, go go jump over these niggas and dunk it like you're doing the third quarter. Like. Yeah. You know, play like that's all. Like I, I want to say he's the best player. He, no, I hear I, you. I'm I, not, 
It's not Kobe versus LeBron because here's here's it. I grew up in Magic. Magic was my favorite player, but I was still man. I hate Mike, but Mike is Mike is Mike. Mike is the best. I, yeah. I have an argument to say Magic is the best. Twelve, eleven years because that twelve year he had AIDS. Eleven years, dude was in the championship nine times yeah, in the there's West. No, there's no doubt, Magic. Is, there's no doubt, Magic has a major argument. Major what? argument. Plus, is the way he played the game at that at his height, like it's just hey, unbelievable. People realize how great that dude is. When I say that, like clutch, what? No. clutch, and his clutch gene was next. Like, remember the hooks? Remember Magic just pulling hooks out his ass, just like in championship games. With like Kareem the, under the basket, but no, I'm a shooter. With yeah, three, like, four, like the first time I saw him shoot a hook was in his finals and shit. I was like, that's ridiculous. But oh, but oh, who do you like today? That's gonna carry kind of the torch from LeBron. That's gonna you know keep the legacy of of greatness going in the NBA. Luca, would he be somebody? Trey Young, Jokic, like all these guys, Giannis. Steph, out of those guys, let me just narrow this question a little bit that I named. Who do you think is most poised to be the next face of the NBA? John Morant. Why? John Morant and Giannis. I mean, why Jokic, the job play with a level of passion. You know what I mean? I'm a passion guy, bro. Yeah. Play with passion and grit. We're not talking skills. Because he's fucking highly skilled, and his room for growth is ridiculous. Yeah. He just plays with a certain level of toughness and grit, and <clears throat> you know that I like that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, I guess that's that's my like thing. It. That's why I love Russ. I, Russ can do no wrong in my eye. Like, okay, turnovers, come on, man. You know, okay, mission, okay. But Russ is still gonna dive into the stands. Russ is still going. Russ is gonna fight you. Russ gonna try and bite your face off. Thanks. Like. That's that's I guess that's my it because that's how I play. Like our six two big guard at the Palisades, we didn't have a lot of dudes. We had to play Crenshaws with thugs. We had to play Fairfax. We had to play manual arts with thugs. Like I'm fighting every game, and that's how I grew up. So I think that's my it, bro. Like I honestly think, you know, and even Carmelo, like he smiled. How about Carmelo put you in the face? Magic smiled, but Magic had uh. So that's my thing, man. You know what I mean? And so I think John Morant. You know, the, his ceiling is so high, bro. Like, Gian is still barely 27. You know, Jokic, I don't know if he can get any better. Like, even if he stays this way, first ballot Hall of Famer, this and that, but can he get it? Like, I think this is Jokic. We're going to see the rest of the time. I think for Luka, the same thing. He going to stay at the right time. I think my guy, people, oh, you're being biased. Shea ain't far off. I mean, he and OKC hiding. Since the All-Star break, he averaged like 32, 8, and 6. And this year, you know, he was – but dudes just going to bring it every night, lead teams, and I think they still have a lot of growth left. Um, but the NBA is in great hands, man. I think Giannis still has a lot of growth here as much as he's done. I think Trey Young is who Trey Young's going to be the rest of his career. I mean, I mean, what more can he do at his size and package to, to get even better? I don't – I think this is Trey Young the rest of his career, unless you know, barring injuries. I think Jokic is this yeah. is Jokic as well. Um, no, them guys, not, man, it's dominating the league and still, to me, got so much growth. You're just scared. I think something that that scared scared me or made me kind of just think about the future of the league a little differently was when Carl Anthony Towns won the three point contest. Um, yeah. That that was a monumental moment for me because that's a, that's not that's not. Oh, real quick, back to what 
throw Anthony Edwards in there. Those three guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man. Anthony Edwards is a monster. I think, Look here. Yeah. I think once we see, like, Jokic and B, like, where their game is at now is obviously that elite level. I think a guy like Carl Anthony Towns is going to develop into that, and it's going to translate into winning. We'll see a lot more of him and what they got going in Minnesota. I really I really think in the future, like, though, like that. But, but John Morant is somebody that, you know, he rem- he's like a, a taller Iverson. The way he attacks the rim with that ferocity, that anger, the height. I mean, it's like you say, man, you just don't see that effort. It's Russell Westbrook type stuff. And, right. and, and but, but, but you, Luka Doncic, man, you can't, Doncic, you can't really. No, I can't. can't I can't go I, wrong I can't, with Luka, man. I'm not going wrong with Luka. Here's the thing with Luka. He's in year four, right? Four, four, yeah. Okay. I believe. There's room for him, but the room for him for me is, I think, getting in better, like, elite, elite shape. And if something hasn't really made a priority as yet, I don't know if he will, but if he did that, like, his growth is, there's another exponential jump. But what he's doing right now it's ridiculous. I think Luca, but I'm, you know, I guess where I was when you answered the question, because because LeBron's not done, KD's not done. You're talking about who's gonna take over the mantle, right? Take, take Those over dudes, Luka. them dudes ain't done. I'm looking at guys that's still upward trend. You know, can I, honestly, man, what more can Trey Young do in that package if he stays there? This career, he's superstar Harvard, but I don't know if there's more. You know, um, Luca, if he made his body a focus, I think, but. Year four, he hasn't. I mean, but Giannis is still trying to evolve that mid-range and three ball. And it's coming. He, you know, he's, it's coming. When he get that, it's unfair. John Morant is still trying to get that three ball consistent, that mid-range. When he get that, it's unfair. Um, You know, like those guys, Shea, six five point guard that can do whatever on the court and his shots evolving as well. I look at guys that's dominant and all-star level now that still has room to grow to take over the mantle when these guys leave. And they're marketable. Giannis is marketable. Shea got the, you know, we're talking about marketable when you're talking about taking over the mantle. Shea has the Louis Vuitton NBA deal in the, in the face of Converse and doing a whole bunch. Morant is marketable, personable. So is Doncic. I mean, the NBA is in great hands, bro. The NBA isn't great. You know who John Morant, my, my, John Morant remind me of, and a lot of people don't realize how good he was, Baron Davis. The reason it reminds me of Baron, Baron is explosive, explosive, but can play with pace. See, Russ don't play with pace. Russ is in. Baron was explosive, right. can play up-tempo, play with pace, and was a pure point guard as well. It wasn't just athletic. Like, injuries barred yeah. Darren, yeah, yeah. makes the right reads, pick and roll, plays with pace, change of. But once he see that lane, it's you know what I mean. Like, so that's where he reminds me of BD. People say Russ, but Russ athleticism wise, like yeah, but Russ is still one speed. There's no. That's a a great point, man. That's a great point with the pace. Change of pace at all. BD had all all of it. Arguably, BD was like one of the best basketball players I had seen, like ever had seen at one point in his career. Like he was that dominant. He was like, he gave you that feeling on the inside. Like this is one of the best basketball players I ever seen. Like you only get that on certain dudes, bro. And BD was definitely, definitely one of those dudes. But Olin, my man, I appreciate 
you taking the time, my brother. We've been on this thing about an hour and something, bro. I gotta let you go. I know you got you probably headed to the gym and you got something to do, man. But um, I appreciate you taking the time today, my brother. Nah, man, thanks for having me. I know we went off topic a little bit and went a little, nah, you know, we long. Good. We good, we good. But nah, man, it's, it, talking basketball with someone you respect is always is always a blessing, you know, period. Always. Likewise, brother, can't wait till we do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Olin Simplis. Tap in with the young fella, KJ Live, brother. Tap in with. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.